Hi friends, I'm Tanya Luna, psychology researcher and educator. And I'm Brian Luna. I like to live life panel by panel. And you're listening to Talk Psych to Me. A show where we take research out of the lab and into the street. Let's get into it. Is that your stomach that just growled? No. No, we're in here with our dogs. Immediately, the first sound you hear that you dislike is coming from me. I didn't we're, say I We're in here it. with two foul beasts, and I'm the one that stomach's growling. Okay, so I apologize to listeners for whatever foul <laughs> sounds you might hear throughout this episode. <laughs> All right. Um, yes. Brian. Yes. You Tanya. did such a good job with that intro. Good job, Brian. Good job. I mean, I get in my head, Luna. I know what you're doing. What is this? What are we talking about today? What do you think? Feedback? Close. We're going to be talking about... Back feet. <laughs> <laughs> Feedback was closer. Uh, we're talking about operant conditioning today. This is a theory of behavior change developed by my pal B.F. Skinner. Woo! Based on Edward Thorndike's concept of the law of effect. So basically it means that the actions we take mm-hmm. lead to certain results... And these wait, results. wait, wait, hold on. Let me see. So basically what you're saying is what we do leads to different things. And then... And it's called the what now? Hold on, hold no, on. No, no, hold on. What is it called? The continuum what? Operant conditioning. The operant conditioning. Cool. Hold cool. on. Or it's just stuff. <laughs> you're literally cutting me sorry, off halfway. Sorry, I'm sorry. Right. So it leads to a result. That result... <laughs> <laughs> so it's called operant conditioning because the thing I just did, mm-hmm. that's an operation. It's an operant behavior. Right. The result affects me. Right. <laughs> I'm still I'm still waiting for the science to kick in. I'm still waiting for this guy to be like, look, I got, I, we need money. I, I, have, I have an idea for a grant. Uh, operant conditioning. Basically, when you do something, it means something. And it does something to me. Okay, okay. okay yeah, so let's let go me try that. this in more human words, okay? Please. When we do something and something good happens, mm-hmm. we do more of that thing. When we do something and something bad happens, we do less of that thing. And thank you for listening to Talk Psych to Me. <laughs> The shortest absolute episode. Of course. Okay, it uh-huh. sounds simple, but it's actually incredibly helpful <laughs> as a way to understand how we can change our behavior and anyone else's behavior, human and non-human, speaking of these foul beasts in so this room with us. We're going to go into a lot of research. I have a feeling you're going to give me some studies. No. And I'm going to tell you, I did you're research wrong. when wrong. I was about two years old. I walked into a table, and from then on, I stopped walking into tables because it hurt. So I did my research at a very early age. So how do you explain age. why I don't stop walking into tables? Oh, you're a bonehead. We've already <laughs> talked about that. We talked about that this morning when we started making bonehead plays right out of the bat. So do you want to talk about operant conditioning or no? <laughs> sure, I do. I do. I think we've been talking about operant conditioning this whole time. The reason I wanted to do an episode on this topic is, A, I've been very focused on training our pig, mm-hmm. which requires operant conditioning. Absolutely. And I've been trying to explain to you the difference between reinforcers and punishers. And I don't know if you were just trying to avoid me, but you were like, ah, save it for the podcast. <laughs> so I was like, so, okay. So whenever she tries to teach me something during the day, my new my new brush off is like, ah, save it for the podcast. And then as soon as you say I'm that. I'm trying to learn nothing. <laughs> as soon as you say that, I open my little Google machine, my, my Google Doc, and I write it down. And I made a prepared an episode on this topic. Which also means we will never run out of topics because I'm shutting you down every day. All right. I'm trying to learn nothing so, off the clock. So let's get <laughs> so let's get started with reinforcers and punishers. Okay. Brian Luna, if yes. this is so obvious, Ooh. you better give me the most clear, succinct, correct answer to this question. Give me a question. What is a reinforcer? Reinforcers things that reinforce. Okay. You can't use the word in the sentence. You didn't say that. 
Okay. A reinforcer is something that... Uh, if this is so obvious, you better <laughs> give me a hey, really good come answer. On. All right. Okay. Here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what is it? Uh, what, what, is, what was the question? Reinforcers, <laughs> right? Is that what you said? Okay. A reinforcer is something that I guess... Not a, it could be a reward, but it's something that reinforces or uh, commends uh, an action. So if you do something good or bad, and you get something out of it, that you're you're getting something to reinforce. Come on, just stop looking at me. You're leaning in. You know what I'm talking so about. We, so could you admit that there's something to learn here? <laughs> I mean, just the way you put it into words. I mean, I think I, I know what it is. You just you got all the SAT words in front of you. Go ahead. <laughs> A reinforcer is a thing that makes a behavior maintain or repeat. And I said the same thing. Uh, should I play back the tape? <laughs> a reinforcer is a reinforcer that reinforces reinforcement. Anyway, a reinforcer is very simply something that either maintains or makes a behavior more likely to happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what what's a punisher? Uh, Frank Castle. That's one punisher. <laughs> Boom! Ah, oh, comic book references. Not the Punisher. <laughs> a Punisher. Vigilante. The a Punisher is something that, uh, like, <laughs> it's hard not to use the word. A Punisher is something that makes you pay for an action. In other words, <laughs> you are so smug right now. You don't. Nope. Uh-uh. So, if a reinforcer is something that makes a behavior repeat then this makes the behavior stop that's what i said it's the same thing except the opposite let me play back the tape (laughs) it's the same thing except it's opposite (laughs) see i told you so it sounds simple but this is where a lot of people go wrong Mm -hmm. let's say that one of our dogs what's your favorite i don't know uh between the two let's say huckleberry (laughs) (laughs) so huckleberry what's a behavior that you wish you would diminish Diminish? Yeah, do less uh, of. I wish she would stop barking at cars when they when they drive up to the driveway. Okay, okay. So what have you tried to get her to stop? Uh, telling her to stop. Okay. You know, I've tried now, the command that she knows. Cool. Okay, so, uh, so you've tried yelling. And I, I was getting to that. I've yep. also tried yelling. Yep, you've tried yelling. Now, yelling, is it a reinforcer <laughs> or a punisher? Punisher. Is it working? I, well, I mean, time will tell. <laughs> I don't. I don't bail on uh, on techniques. So this is where something that seems so obvious gets kind of interesting because you're trying to punish her by yelling. She's not barking any less, and yet you keep yelling. But it's also benefiting me because it helps me get my frustration out. And now, as far as the car is concerned, there's a dog and a man barking. <laughs> Which also has its benefit because who's going to want to mess with this house? (laughs) But so what's interesting is that a punisher that's not actually reducing the behavior, Mm -hmm. it's called an aversive. It's just mean. It is not a punisher. I don't really think that I'm like an abuser. I'm not trying to say that you're an abuser. I'm not an adverser either. The point is that so many of us think we're punishing by trying to do something to stop a behavior, whether Mm -hmm. it's a human or a non-human But if it's not stopping the behavior from an operant conditioning perspective, it is not a punisher. It's just an aversive. It just feels so, bad. So like, for instance, growing up, I was a, somewhat of a rapscallion, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, I, if my mom, especially when we were shopping, if I, if I was told to stay here, it would be too strong like to, to go somewhere else. And so the reinforcer it. of exploring was stronger 
than the punisher of being right, scolded. Right, which would, and I was going to say, like, my mom used to, you know, mom got a little physical with us. Let's get physical. <laughs> I wish it was something that sweet. <laughs> Woo! But it never worked. Like, I knew it was coming. Right. Right? So, like, I knew so, the hit was coming or the, or the thing. And I was like, yeah, but I really have to go look at those G.I. Joe. Like, I have to. I mean, like, I, that's going to stay with me longer than the pain is. So, like, I learned to adapt. Right. So, what that's telling us is that that was not a punishment. It was just an aversive. If it didn't reduce the behavior, it's not a punisher. Okay. Yeah. So, I and I can't think of any punishers. That worked on you. That worked on me. Because at timeouts, I would just sneak out. <laughs> it, you know, or, or if I had to go to my room. Yeah. Which was like brilliant for me because i was like i was going there anyway you know like I, i'm <laughs> to I'm play with the to G. play G. with my gi joes and, so and this is why i think this is interesting because so many of us try reinforcing and try punishing whether it's our kids or our yeah. spouses or our dogs or our pigs or whatever but we often don't notice whether the strategy is actually working so let's get into the details here okay. and this is the thing that i was trying to talk to you about and you were like save it for the podcast so i did <laughs> uh let's talk about the difference between positive negative Reinforcer and punishment. Okay. So positive mm-hmm. means to add something. Negative means to take something away. Okay. So what is an example of a positive reinforcer? Positive reinforcer. So if I'm trying to teach Huckleberry, say long division, and <laughs> she does it correctly. Yep. Remainders and everything. Then I give her a treat. I give her a treat. Right. Right? Yep. And how about for a human? What, what's an example of positive reinforcement? If I'm trying to teach you long division and you do it right, <laughs> I give you a piece of vegan cupcake. <laughs> okay. And what's an example of something that's not food as a reinforcer? Would that be like if a kid... An adult. Let's go with an adult. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if an adult does their homework consistently... <laughs> yeah, I'm going with my thing. Yeah, I'm just going to call it an adult. If an adult does their homework consistently, then I give them an hour extra TV time. Sure. I don't know why you have... Well, I had a kid in my mind and you made me... You are like, do an adult. And I was like, okay, same thing for an adult. <laughs> We're getting a lot of insights into what your reinforcers are through this episode. <laughs> That's actually one of the first things you do when you start training an animal is you have TV to understand. Time? No, you have to oh. study them first mm-hmm. and try to see what are their reinforcers. Yeah, because you, you would do that when you – because Tanya, what you all don't understand is our dogs are as well behaved as they are. They would be absolute savages if it wasn't for Tanya. And Tanya came in and really taught them how to like at least be civil. <laughs> So she's great. And she would always say, oh, no, no, no. I got these treats because Huckleberry loves these. So Mm -hmm. we use these for training only. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's really important because what reinforces Huckleberry isn't the same thing that reinforces Ripley, for example. And if you really want to reinforce an animal or a human, you want to first pay attention to what do they get excited about? What do they seem to want? Because that's So how would you reinforce me? Comics, video games, praise, pizza. Yeah. That's right. I thought that was going to be a harder question. <laughs> Maybe I'd give you like a puzzle or a challenge to solve, a crossword puzzle. It sound like an animal. I sound, now it sounds like, like what are you? All right, let's talk about a more complicated one, negative right. reinforcement. All right, now this, this is, is where it gets complicated yeah, for me. So reinforcement means the behavior is more likely to happen. Negative means you're taking something away to make the behavior more likely to happen. So it would be like... If I'm trying to teach Huckleberry how to do long division, yeah, and she, if she is getting it, yeah, I take away one of the spikes that's on the floor surrounding her. Oh my I'm god! I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to make it. You got it. Okay. That's correct. Uh, and like, like, horrifying. Say, say she's on a, like a bed of nails, and if she gets <laughs> one problem right, I take a nail away. Jeez. Right? But is that right? This is also giving me some insight into your childhood. <laughs> 
<laughs> Math education in Texas sounds horrifying. It was not easy. It was not Jeez. easy. Jeez. Maybe a perhaps less violent example is... Yeah, what's another? Why does Huckleberry keep barking? We talked about how saying no isn't working. Oh, so what's because the, 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 the car drives away. Right. So the car is something she does not like, presumably, and... The more she barks, the more she thinks it makes the car go away. So it's reinforcing the barking. Okay. Can you give me another example, human? Yes. When I, I'm just going to use the word nag, and I say something (laughs) like. Yeah, it's okay. We don't need synonyms. When I, like, what do I nag you about? Oh, jeez. How long is this podcast? Damn, I'm getting the long side. I'm getting the look. Okay, um. What do you nag me about? Oh my gosh! Interesting how it's hard to think of an example. No, it's hard to like. Just give uh, me cleanliness. one one thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> cleanliness. Um, uh, going to bed on time. So a negative reinforcer would be me going. Are you coming? Are you coming to bed? Are you yeah. coming to bed? Are you coming to bed? And then I do bed? come to bed. And then I stop nagging. So it's a negative reinforcer. I'm so taking I'm tra- away something unpleasant. And I'm unpleasant. trying to teach you, which is why you think I don't listen to you. Yeah. I'm actually trying to teach you. So are you? I'm using... doing a positive reinforcer. In what way? I don't know yet. <laughs> Because this is all still confusing to me with the negative. So let's talk punishment. Okay. Let's talk punishment. So we've got positive punishment, which is giving something, adding something to prevent a behavior. And we've got negative punishment, which is taking something away to prevent a behavior. What's an example of positive punishment? So if I wanted her to stop barking, I would take away her dinner when she barked. So take away is. Negative. Negative. Right. So that would be negative punishment. Yeah. If you go, young lady, you're going to bed hungry tonight because you barked. Yeah. For the record, we don't do that. I would never. (laughs) (laughs) So that's negative punishment. So that would be something like a timeout. It would be something like the silent treatment. We're taking away something that someone wants as a way to reduce that behavior. behavior. Exactly. What's a positive (sighs) punisher? You're adding something to reduce a behavior. A positive punisher. Yeah. I'm adding something to reduce a behavior. Yeah. Let me give you an example. I really dislike when you bite your nails, right? <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and bite your nails. Bite them? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm giving oh, you a posi- sl- positive punisher. You slapped me. You slapped yeah. my hand. Yeah. That's a positive punisher. I'm giving you something to try That's to prevent. That's not giving me anything. It's I'm adding something to try to prevent a behavior. That's a hell of a way to look at abuse. <laughs> Is adding something. So that's positive Okay, so a spanking is is a positive positive punishment. punishment. Exactly. Jeez. Doesn't mean it's a good thing. No. Positive just means adding. That's a little confusing. We should just make it putting in, taking out, you know, or something like that. For the purposes of this episode, we'll call it putting it in, reinforcer, taking it out, (laughs) reinforcer. (laughs) The thing I was going to say, though, is that reinforcers and punishers are not without their consequences. (laughs) So as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, extrinsic rewards can crowd out intrinsic rewards, right? So if I'm giving you stickers for reading books, first you're like, oh, cool, stickers. But after a while, you're going to be like, ah, I don't even want to read books anymore. And as we know, punishment, even if it's effective, it can lead to stress, anger, anxiety, aggression, being upset with your mom, even I'm years later. I'm not upset with my mom. Get out of my head, Luna. <laughs> So the stimulus with the fewest negative consequences is positive praise. It taps into connection, mastery, intrinsic motivation. So it doesn't crowd out extrinsic motivation too much, and it's reinforcing. It's rewarding. So good job. Good job sticking with me so far through this episode. Talking to me? Yeah. And anyone who's listening. (laughs) (laughs) So here's why I think this is so important to understand. 
if you're training your pig, if you're training your dog, if you're training your child or your, your spouse or whatever, this stuff is great. But also, I think we are inadvertently each other's teachers all the time. We're constantly reinforcing and punishing each other in small and large ways. So, for example, if we're going to the grocery store, on the way there, you've probably punished a few people with a honk. Someone tried to punish you the other day with a... Yeah, that mother... Flicking he you threw off. Me, he threw me a finger. Not a very good punisher. It wasn't punisher. a punishment. I mean, like, it, it just made me laugh, but I was like, what the... So it wasn't like, a punisher, it? it was an aversive. Yeah, I was so stupid. Like, I don't know why. He just... It was very butt. unclear. Right, so if we give each other, like, an angry look, if uh-huh. we say something like... Tap your toe, make a... <sighs> yeah, exactly. When someone's taking too long and right. the thing. Yeah, sure. exactly. So those are all these, like, little punishers we're trying to enact to prevent the behaviors that people are showing us. But those are all aversives because I've never heard anyone huff and puff and then make me go faster. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, that person, you well, know. that's like, why I think it's so. really interesting because sometimes, like, there's even a study that found that when you honk while mm-hmm. someone is trying to leave their parking spot, what's your guess? What would... God, take my sweet ass time. <laughs> what? Right. I will pull out of that parking space on Texas time. Right, exactly. So we try all these little things to punish each other. Yeah. But you're right. Sometimes they're not punishers. They're just aversives, mm-hmm. which is a way for us to basically be annoyed with each other. So, if, actually... so if they have the reverse effect... Yeah. Do they then become something else? Like they're, they they're become not, a reinforcer. They become a reinforcer. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we don't even realize that we're punishing someone. So let's say that you come up to greet me in the morning mm-hmm. and you're in a great mood. Which I usually am. Yes. You tend to be very chipper in the morning. I'm very chipper. And I say, I'm busy right now. Which is always what happens. Right. So maybe I'm not trying to punish you. I'm just reacting. Yeah. But it probably is going to punish you being friendly and coming up to me. Yeah, and I probably me. won't start. I'll probably stop saying good exactly. morning Exactly. So you. you might start avoiding me in the mornings. Mm-hmm. That's really important for us to know because, again, these operant conditioning reactions happen all the time without us even knowing it. Before we know it, we might punish someone doing things that we actually want, like being nice to us. So what's the takeaway then in a personal relationship using this? Let me give you a scenario then. When I'm sad, how do you use this in this situation? Well, that's a great example because I feel like for the past 12 years, I've been trying to understand how to reinforce you coming to me and being open with me. Because I feel like... I ain't no liar. No, not being open, like, truthful. I mean, like, being open with your emotions. Yeah. Because sometimes it's hard for you to open up, right? To be vulnerable. Yeah. Because, you know, Texas Texas, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, for the past 12 years, I've been trying to pay attention. If I comfort you, or if I try to problem solve, or if I'm silent, Mm -hmm. or if I reach out and touch you, what are all the different things that happen? (laughs) So, for example, when I try to problem solve... That is a punisher. You close up and you leave. Yeah, yeah you, that pushes me away. Sure. So little by little by little, I try to pay attention to what makes you stay in there with me and talk to me more. What makes you more what willing you to repeat, open up? Repeat that. And behavior. I try to do that thing more. Right. So I try to be a better listener. I try to be more present with you. I try to show my emotions more. So this is all very easy to do when we're calm, but when there's emotion involved. Much like what we were talking about earlier in the podcast with Huck and me yelling, that's all emotion. That's all frustration. So you have to sit there and calm yourself before you can reach out and figure out what kind of behavior you're going to repeat to help you. Yeah, to get to that place where you're using your neocortex, where you're deliberate versus just kind of limbic system reactive. And fight or flight. Exactly. And I think that's why thinking about this 
outside of those heated interactions is mm-hmm. what's going to prepare you to do well in that heated interaction. Like that's why for years we've been talking about how can we be there for each other mm-hmm. when we're upset. And usually those conversations are most constructive when we talk about them when we're not upset with each yeah, other. Yeah, when we debrief. I also think the other thing that over time we've learned to do is ask each other we don't use it in these words, but we say, what are your reinforcers? What are your punishers? Like, do you like it when I do this thing? Should I stop doing this thing? Should I do more of this thing? Should I do less of this thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In all contexts. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. again, in all contexts. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so... Another thing that I think Mm -hmm. is important to remember is that behavior change isn't instant. It Mm -hmm. happens through what's known in operant conditioning as shaping or successive approximation toward a target. That's right. It's not oatmeal. It's a barbecue. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Instant oatmeal. Instant oatmeal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's the only oatmeal I know. If anyone knows, (laughs) if you're making your own oatmeal from scratch. Because there's like an oatmeal that's like a. Yawn. You're (laughs) Like my mom will only do that like 30 minute oatmeal. 30 minutes. Who wants oatmeal in 30? Who knows in 30 minutes I'm going to want oatmeal. (laughs) Oatmeal is one of those things where you're like, man, I just need something else. I'll make oatmeal. It's five minutes. The other thing about my mom is that you know how we always laugh about those little microwave meals and it'll be like two minutes in the microwave or Or four hours baking in the oven at 40 degrees. My mom is going to bake that. Yeah, she doesn't put things in the microwave. She's not into instant. But anyway, instant oatmeal versus barbecue. Right. So behavior change is that slow. It's a barbecue. It's that slow, slow change. Exactly. So shaping means getting closer and closer to a target behavior. Little by little by little by little by little. If you want me to be better at being there for you, Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to figure it out right away. Yeah. But first, you probably want to reinforce me getting a little bit better. And then I a want to reinforce. Better. Yeah. Me being upset, I want to reinforce with it. Yeah. So I got to. Like if you're like, oh, she's trying. Let me show her that what she's doing, it's not perfect yet, but it's pretty good. Okay. So how do you do that when you're feeling something? Like, how do you do that when you're in your field? Yeah. And say like, oh, well, she's trying. Let me, let That's me That's why it. I think just knowing this stuff can be really helpful. Like, I know that I pay attention to things like this when I'm upset with you. And if I'm like, oh, yeah, but you still have to go through your cycle. Place. You still have to go through your, your cycle of feelings. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. You know. For me, I notice it. If I'm like, oh, look. He's- oh, well, you're just so perfect. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard is what I'm saying. It's hard, like, it's yeah, hard to sure. recognize and it's hard to like stop that flow. If you're, especially if you're going through some shit. What I, I'm talking about, like, when the stuff I'm going through isn't like, oh, I feel down. I feel gloomy. You know, yeah. like it's some stuff that, you know, some serious stuff that's going on. Maybe in it's just life. knowing what to look for. And if you see a little bit of it, if you're like, oh, she's not problem solving. She's just, she's here with me right now. Or she put her hand on my arm. That might not be the exact thing I want, but it's better than giving me advice. So let me just stay in the pocket and stay open. Yeah. So many things can be taught in this way. So B.F. Skinner famously taught pigeons to play ping pong. And during World War II, the military funded a project where Skinner trained pigeons to guide missiles, where if they saw enemy torpedoes, they pecked on buttons to steer missiles toward the torpedoes. Come the pigeons on. were really good at this. And there's no movie about that? <laughs> but the military withdrew funding, not because the pigeons were bad at it. They were fantastic at it. But because people were like, this is freaking weird. That's the reason? It, yeah. They would- yeah, people didn't trust the pigeons. Of course not. If you could train a pigeon to do something for you, what would you? Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. Guide missiles at people that I needed. Someone's like, guy flicked me off for no reason yesterday. Pigeons would be all over that shit. <laughs> what? 
pigeons at my beck and call. Yeah. At my peck and call. At your peck and what? call. What? That's good. Boom. So Skinner even believed that language develops yeah. through operand conditioning, though the linguist Noam Chomsky demonstrated that it's just one part of the learning process. But still, especially the early words that we make, those are likely heavily driven by operand conditioning. Can I ask you a question? Yes. That's his real name? Noam Chomsky? Noam Chomsky, yeah. You sure? Uh, Sounds like a Disney name. To my knowledge, <laughs> would he be a hero or a villain? It doesn't matter. Like Noam Chomsky is going to be in. The, he's going to be animated. I know that. Let um, them decide down the road if he's going to be a villain or a hero. So I wonder if we can. Noam Chomsky. <laughs> but we're not talking about Noam Chomsky. We're talking about B.F. Skinner. I know, I know. But you brought up Noam Chomsky. I feel like they're name good, dropping. Would they be good buddies in a in like a cartoon? Skinner and Chomsky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Skinner believed that all language is just learned through punishment and reinforcers. Mm-hmm. So can I do a quick little experiment Please. trying to teach you a word yeah. just through operand conditioning? Okay. Okay. So I have I don't I couldn't find my clicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really don't know where my clicker went. It's in the same spot as always in. Right now, Tanya she talks about her clicker, and what y'all need to know is that she has eleven in the house right now. <laughs> Because every two weeks she's like... And you like, making me feel bad about it is an aversive. <laughs> because clearly you've tried this strategy before and it did not reduce my the, the strategy, I was like, hey, this is where your clicker goes. You're like, great. <laughs> Why is it on the roof? I don't know. I thought it went on the roof. All right. So instead, right. I'm going to use this. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm going to try to shape you into saying a word. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. Just Got give it. me the thing. Is there a Snickers at the end of this or just a goddamn bell? Which of these do you like better? That one. The purple one. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. So I'm going to try to teach you a word. Uh Uh-huh. Apple. (laughs) We're going to be here a while. (laughs) Barracuda. (laughs) Fish. (laughs) Uh, Is it a type of fish? (laughs) Sounds like. um, I want you to try to do this the way that... Should I just sound words out? Should I? Well, think about this the way a baby would, right? Like a baby has no idea what it's doing, but at some point parents okay, are I like, think like a baby. yeah, that's it. That's I it. I just messed my trousers. Okay. <laughs> think like a baby. Goo. Ah. <laughs> 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 hey, uh, mama. Daddy. Younger oh. baby. Um, m- p- m- m- <laughs> uh, k- m- k- no, <laughs> b- <laughs> I feel like an idiot. <laughs> ma, ma, la, mug, <laughs> Mutt. Oh, okay, that was very fast. It also helps that you fast. Know. I felt like it was in the dark over here. I was like, how much? Mother, mother. <laughs> oh my god! It helped that you had an existent vocabulary. All right, what's your takeaway from that experience just now? I don't know. I think you need context. Like, but if you're a little baby, you have no idea what the word is. For... You don't know what I know. First of all, you don't know what I know as a baby. <laughs> Second of all. Babies still need, like, pictures to help. You know, you show a picture and you're like, dog, 
dog, you know, and you repeat that and then you show the picture. But if you're just like, you're just staring at a baby with a goddamn xylophone and you're like, okay, <laughs> give me a word. And the baby's this is like, how I'm going I'm um, to come to your home and train your kids. <laughs> baby's like, uh, two. Okay. But think about if you were a pig, right? And I'm trying to teach you. What's to... that supposed to mean? <laughs> let's say I'm trying to teach okay, you. Okay. I put on a couple pounds. Okay. Let's get into it. Say I'm trying to teach you to sit, right? Okay. What is your experience as a pig? Well, I would say, first of all, I've never seen a pig sit, but exactly. uh, we don't know that they can. Right. So I can't show you a picture and be like, this is what sit is, right? So if you're going to be a successful pig, you're going to have to try a hell of a lot of different things and do lots of random behaviors before you get your reinforcer. And then you have to be like, wait, what was it that I just did that gave me that? Yeah. And the goal with shaping is you don't start. And this is with anyone. Let's say you have an employee who's really new at something. Mm-hmm. You don't want to wait until they're perfect at something before you say, wow, great job. You want to look for the first earliest sign yeah, of progress. Yeah, but you would train them. Yeah. You would, they would go through some training so they don't show up in their <laughs> uniform in front of a big machine. And you're like, go ahead. And they're like pushing <laughs> buttons. I just say like one at a time. And you push it on, and then you push the right button, like, yeah. And you're like, okay, all right, well, that button. Agreed. That's my job? Yes, agreed. You know? Agreed. So, you want to start off with training. However. What company are you working for when you <laughs> put people out there? You want to start with training, but my point is that so many people train and then wait for the perfect behavior before they say, yes, see, that I looks see. really good. You actually don't want to set your standards so high for each other, whether it's your kids, your, your significant others, your employees, whoever, your pig. You want to notice the path toward progress. And first, capture that moment when they're starting to get good at something. So you're basically saying reward the learning. Reward yeah, the, like the, the whole the, path. The, the path, yeah. Yes, it's not instant. And when we're frustrated with someone or when we're expecting someone to be successful, we have to recognize that we need to help them get there gradually. That's my takeaway. Mm-hmm. What are your takeaways from today? I would say... Now it's easier for me to identify why my favorite teachers were my favorite teachers Mm. and why the teachers that I still remember that I can't stand still have space in my head, not my heart, especially with new skills. Like when I first started acting and Ms. Frazier and Ms. Stengel rewarded that learning. This is, I'm seeing this kind of improvement. Keep going down this path. Yeah. So what did they do to reinforce your efforts and your interests? They allowed me to make mistakes. They didn't eat my lunch for it, like sports So it sounds did. like they didn't punish your mistakes. So they didn't punish my mistakes. What did like, they reinforce? But, but that's where I came from. That was in football mm. and, and everything. That's that's the kind of training you get. And along the way, even though I felt like I was doing baby steps, like we're talking now, like we were teaching me how to say mutt, and I was uh, and I was reading scripts or analyzing scripts and trying to figure out like who's saying what and why, they were very encouraging with that. I mean, I think when you look backwards on your life, You start to realize the person that you are is a result of what was reinforced and what was punished. So it's so important to, again, to recognize that we are constantly being shaped by others and we are shaping the people and the non-people around us. And to notice, am I punishing? Am I reinforcing? Or am I just being a jerk and giving people aversives that aren't actually working? That aren't actually working. Speaking of positive reinforcers, if you listeners want us to keep making new episodes Please keep your reinforcements coming. Uh, Brian, what are our reinforcers? Like, what would reinforce us to uh, make new episodes? A review? Oh, a review would be yeah, great. Yeah, some drop some stars and some likes on our podcast or wherever you listen to this podcast. Yep, drop Instagram, some likes and on some, the gram. Yeah, on the gram cracker. I think that's the new phrase the kids are using. <laughs> Meet me on the gram cracker, Get that yo. gram cracking. Get that gram cracking. Yeah. 
and share this podcast with others as a way to reinforce them being better humans. That's not bad. Yeah. And as always, thank you for listening to Talk Talk Psych Psych to to Me. Me.